Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Veroyeti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with widely different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're doing a deep dive into the 1990 album Bachata Rosa. The classic Juan Luis Guerra's album, and this, you know, if you know, you know, but this album brought you know, very classic Dominican genres to the world. Mm-hmm. And we're starting with the intro track, which is called Rosalia. Let's take a listen back to it. really we you thought we should do this for a while and I've been resistant to it I think because I love bachata so much and I just don't think of him as a bachatero you know but it's undeniable that this album had a role in popularizing merengue and bachata outside of the make purple and like making it more palatable which we're going to talk more about right right we're going to talk all about that and race and class mm-hmm. and all that how mm-hmm. that's all mixed up in here but mm-hmm. um but yeah i think to me when i think about juan luis guerra um i do know the bachata tracks on this album but to me the merengue is yeah. like the standout like mm-hmm. not just for juan luis guerra generally but like um off this album the merengue tracks on this album are you know to this day dance floor classics to me mm-hmm. um and this one a little bit less so maybe than some of the rest but um you know, it's an intro track, and it's a very classic merengue that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the album, where it's like has a lot of classic elements of what you would find in merengue, typico, but also like brings some elements into it, which like brings it into like the '90s. Remember, mm-hmm. like when people were like, "It's the '90s," like people yeah. were so about it being the '90s, mm-hmm. and um, I feel right, like, like you this synthesizers like, into it. Yeah, yeah. It was like synths and like a brand new sort of pop direction for Mm -hmm. merengue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally think of him as a merenguero and like that's the stuff I like of his is merengue. But um, but yeah, there's I mean, this this album actually it's 10 songs and only four of them are bachata. So it's actually more merengue than anything else. 
but that bachata was, you know, a, an important moment as well. And um, he has such an iconic sound. Like, I feel like you hear it and you know exactly who it is. Like, mm. I don't know if it's the voice or what. And like you were, were talking about before, like, it's a little bit cheesy, you know? Like, he's definitely kind of cheesy. But, but yeah, he just has a very um, iconic sound. And, you know, he's had an incredible career. We talked to him last week because apparently he had, like, a born-again moment. But it has not stopped his career. He's continues to tour and everything so speaking of cheesy can we talk about the cover outfit <laughs> yes the cover is <laughs> wild i said it was giving me raffy vibes oh no <laughs> <laughs> but you really like the jacket he's wearing i love it i feel like i could find a way to rock it today that like floral yeah. sort of crop blazer look i feel like could be styled in a different way and he's Doesn't like the look... band of his fedora like matches the jacket as well if you oh, yeah. notice that detail i i'm only and seeing then... like a small picture of it but to me i thought it was like oh i thought it was like um bedazzled but now i'm looking at him like okay i don't think it's bedazzled <laughs> no i don't think it's bedazzled but it could be you know yeah yeah and then you have the graphic design mm-hmm. elements there's like oh the God. little like r- extremely gay looking fishes mm-hmm. to me which um mm-hmm. presumably are a reference to the song <laughs> Bur- 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 which we will talk about uh-huh. later wow 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 yeah um but yeah, I just think it's like a whole moment. This like yeah. you know, sort of like sponge painted pink, yeah, you know, floral crop blazer, Ugh. you know, gay fishes situation. <laughs> wow, it's just like a whole look. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. My God, I think that that era, that fashion era, is like back. So you would totally be on time for it. Yeah. And so this album is Juan Luis Guerra and Cuatro Cuarenta, who are his band. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And this album is 32 years old. It had its 30th anniversary a couple of years ago, which is wild. And um, it's it continues to have a life because Coldplay, of all people, recently covered the song Bachata Rosa. I didn't so wild to me. get a chance to listen to it because uh, I don't listen to Coldplay. How but yeah, did what Coldplay a... get a hold of Bachata Rosa is what I, mean, I want to know. I, yeah. How did that collaboration happen? How did that decision? How was that decision made? I have Who's no idea. Who's dating a Latina is my question. <laughs> right. Who's got a Dominican girlfriend? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, this was, I mean, you know, he already had a successful career, but this was his first, this album was his first Grammy. So it was definitely like a turning point in terms of the level of celebrity that he had. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I wish I knew more about like what Dominicans think of him, particularly like black Dominicans and people who aren't sort of part of the elite class. When we were in DR, they were saying somebody was telling us, I think it might have been Jan Eddie's, our friend was saying that people don't love him. We were like walking by his house like he has a place like in downtown Santo Domingo. And they were saying that people don't like him because he never like performs locally you know they don't feel like he like gives back enough or is like connected enough to like the community which i mean i could see that i feel like his his career is very outward facing you know it's like he's like bringing things to the world you know from the dr but yeah like where did he where was he first introduced to bachata you know like what artist did he borrow from and inspiration from to do this you know because as we've talked about with bachata like bachata is a very like 
black Afro-descendant genre comes from the, the campo. It was a rural genre and it was really denigrated. Um, so let's take a listen to the next song that we want to talk about, which starts with some bachata. It's called Como Abeja al Panal. Yo sé que soy de tu agrado No niegues en darme el sí Que yo te he ofrecido a ti Un matrimonio sagrado No más porque me enamoro Se ponen a dar querella Total, las palmas son más altas Y los puercos comen de ella No quieren que yo te quiera Me tienen impedimento Y no me dejan salir De la puerta a la aposento Créame que mucho lo siento pero que dirán de mí tengo un amor de pasión por eso es que a otro yo no le puedo dar el sí yo no encuentro un corazón que me sepa cotejar cuando yo llego a tu puerta so this is a little like back and forth yeah yeah which i don't i don't honestly don't like love it but i thought we should talk about it because it's kind of one of the things he's got going on this but yeah so it starts with bachata mm-hmm. and then goes into salsa and then goes back to bachata i love salsa i love bachata i don't necessarily feel like they should be in the same song <laughs> <laughs> what do you think yeah maybe not maybe not this is definitely not one of my favorite songs on the album i feel like this album has a really really good middle stretch Mm -hmm. um probably to me starting a couple songs later with abair sumano and then like all those other songs are like super classic i feel super close to um this is not one of my favorites yeah yeah i wanted to talk about it just because of the mix of bachata and salsa that he brings you know so yeah i mean for folks who are new to thinking about the origins of bachata i mean it was considered like low class music it was considered vulgar music it was cons- it was a- all the things you see often with music black music that's denigrated you know associated mm-hmm. with crime associated with you know sort of like mm-hmm. it was actually someone someone told us it was actually like considered brothel music in the dr yeah. so yeah that's what i've heard this is a real departure in some ways from i mean it's a departure from the the sound of bachata in many ways Um, He has a very different take on it. It has a much more, you know, bachata is like, is, is, is amarga, right? It's like heartbreak. And he has this very upbeat, you know, da-da-da-da-da kind of thing going. It's not the same. He also slows it down a lot. So it just, like, I was like listening to this being like, you could kind of dance bachata to this, but not very well. You know, it doesn't have the same, I don't know. It's As bachata, I'm not like a huge fan. But, you know, in some ways, like, lots of people benefited, including, like, Romeo Santos 10 years later from the introduction of bachata to audiences outside the DR and also, like, the way in which this, like, white, you know, well-known, respectable, quote-unquote, dude introduced this music to people that, that made it less taboo, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think... 
it's I think part of your hesitation, right, to talk mm-hmm. about how this album really brought bachata to the world because this is like this like white Dominican man, mm-hmm. and bachata is really was historically like a really black genre. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a really important part of this story, right? Yeah. And it's an important part of the ways that so many of the genres that are um, well-known Latinx genres around the world um, sort of kind of mm-hmm. enter the mainstream arena yeah. Yeah. through a process of sanitation and whitening mm-hmm. or even just not even necessarily um, sanitation, but like people perceive things differently <laughs> from, right. Right. Um, from a white man than they mm-hmm. would from, um, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a black rural mm-hmm. singer. Right, because that's the thing. Let's like as we get into this more, like the lyrics of these songs are not exactly like crystal clean. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So it, yeah, this is a story of reggaeton. This is a story of so many genres. I mean, even merengue, I'm sure, had its own reputation um, mm-hmm. that changed. So yeah, it's like I didn't want to give him credit for this, but it's like it's the fact. You know, it's a reality. Like me pretending like it's not true doesn't change anything you know so yeah like yeah what's important is to talk about it and put it in context um so yeah i like his merengue i'm not gonna you know i'm not looking to him for bachata but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but you know so many classic merengues yeah and but as all people listen to a lot of merengue which um is why some of these songs feel like classics to me right um, and the next song is like the the classic why don't we go why don't you tell us about it yeah let's take a listen this one's called La Bilirubina Voy en medio una fiebre el otro día por causa de tu amor cristiana que es parar enfermería sin yo tener seguro en cama No funciona, solo tu beso, vida mía. Ay, negra, mira, búscate un cadete. Inyectame tu amor como insulina y dame vitamina de cariño. Que me ha subido la bilirrubina. Me sube la bilirrubina cuando te miro y no me miras. like anybody who when the song comes on isn't happy and they're latino and grew up with merengue like i'm skeptical like, what's wrong with you not fucking love this how Get can you not love this like mm-hmm. wild extended like health related mm-hmm. metaphors it's just crazy it's amazing it's like 
I don't know. It's good. It, to me, it's so wild that like, I'm just like, yes, how is this not going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is Billy Rubin anyway? It has something to do with jaundice, I think. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think he just chose a, a liquid, a bodily fluid that like had Sounded enough syllables. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Rubina sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Billy Rubina. It's us. It's us. But yeah, can you imagine an American song about Billy Rubin? Like, what? No. <laughs> It's Never. Like this, this is a good one for the, um, I think I've sent you, and maybe I've linked in our newsletter, this this TikTok comedian that I like who's Puerto Rican who does this series where he pretends to be Alexa translating these songs, you know? And it just, like, amplifies how ridiculous these lyrics are, like how they make no sense in English, and this would be a good one. Yeah, I just, like... Dame vitamina, cariño. Like, what are you, what were you mm. thinking? Like, that's, <laughs> I just, I can't, it just hats off is all yeah. I have to say. Well, and he, you know, he wrote, he wrote this album. Like, it's, this is him. Like, he's not. Oh, yeah. He's not like some folks who get, you know, have songwriters. Like, he's, he's, this is him. Like, he's this. Oh, yeah. He's a brilliant metaphorical writer. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, this song's I amazing. Think and just... of this as like brilliant metaphorically, as much as like <laughs> bold, my dude. It's like bold and wild, and like I have no choice but to be like shout out to you for that. Okay. Shit. All right, all right, you're fair. Okay, maybe not brilliant, but just I don't know, Chef's Kiss. You know, Chef's Kiss. Correct. Like... I think that's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly just so right. good. It's so good. Um, as we were preparing for this, I looked up some articles about the the album, you know, because it's, it's considered a really iconic album by, like, most people. And it just, you know, the writing about it, I think, really erases the dynamics we were just talking about, you know? Like, they really sort of, like, have this very Pollyanna view of, like, this beautiful thing he did, which is to pop, you know. So, like, this quote... Um, the record broke down elitist barriers and proved the bachata is a celebration of Dominicans across all backgrounds. <laughs> like, mm. that's bullshit. Was it? You know? <laughs> yeah. It proved that, like, you need a white guy to make people willing to listen to bachata. You know? Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a real Pollyanna, like, oh, well, look what he did for bachata. And, like, yes, this is important for bachata. And, like, yeah, the dynamics behind it are not, they're indications of a lot of, like, fucked up things around privilege and and race and class and whatnot so definitely yeah all right so this next one is i think my favorite bachata from this album but also because of the just amazing metaphors <laughs> that are going on in this so um let's take a listen to burbu has de amor tengo un corazón Motilado de esperanza y de razón Tengo un corazón Que madruga donde quiera Ay, 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 ay Ese corazón Se desnuda de impaciencia ante tu voz Pobre corazón Que no atrapa su cordura Quisiera ser un pez Para tocar mi nariz en tu pecera Y hacer burbujas de amor por donde quiera oh, 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 pasar la noche en vela Mojado en ti un pez Para bordar de corales tu cintura Y a 
vueltas de amor bajo la luna oh, 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 saciar esta locura mojado en ti Con un ancla imprescindible de ilusión. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> the other thing that I want to note about this song, the one thing that I want to note about the song before we begin, is that it's obviously like a crown jewel of the album because there are little fishes blowing bubbles. All right, on the on the cover. On the cover, so like they're like, please take note about burbujas de amor. And it, it, this is, it's just, I don't know. I'm going to give you a moment because you brought this song, <laughs> but I just have so many thoughts. No, I want to hear all your thoughts. I mean, this is, this is, this is the song that I think points to that, that, you know, the way a song, the way something is interpreted is 100% impacted by um, who's presenting it, right? Because this is a very sexual song. It's very sexual. It's all about sex. And oh so the idea my that, God. that this is mixed. In the, it's right. literally about swimming in some girl's vagina juices, which, <laughs> like I said when I was talking to Perez earlier, like, I've been there, but my God. <laughs> it's just, it's bold, you know? But because he sort of barely hides it in a metaphor about fish, you know, um, then this isn't vulgar. Barely. Emphasis yeah. on barely. Barely. Um, then it, this Mohal isn't vulgar. Mohalanthi is just really wild. Yeah. So that same article I just quoted, they say about the song, though the song is heavily sexual, Guerra's poetic lyricism challenged the idea that bachata is vulgar and paved the way for widespread acceptance of the genre. <laughs> I'm like, this is vulgar. It's just poetically vulgar, you know? Yeah, it's it's when I read that quote that you pulled out mm -hmm. to talk about from this article, I was like, wow, we got to talk about how race affects perceptions of what's considered mm -hmm. vulgar because this is so dirty to me. This song yeah. is wild, dirty to me. And yeah. I was always like, I mean, not always, right? Like I had this moment where like, you know how like, you don't reevaluate things from childhood. Oh, and yeah. Like, you like it. You're oh, like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. You know, like a few years ago, I was like, wow, this song, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just absurd that this, yeah, what's, what's considered vulgar has a lot to do with who's speaking. Yeah. Whose mouth is it coming out of? And yeah, um, yeah just using a fish metaphor doesn't mask fully what he's trying to say here, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you like this song, though? Oh, I do love it. Yeah. I do love it. Yeah. I think that um, it's just, again, it's like a classic. It's everywhere. I grew up with it. I don't know like how to... So this song came out in 1990. Mm -hmm. This album came out in 1990. And mm -hmm. so to me, I don't feel like I've ever lived in a world where these sort of like Dominican classic genres haven't been a part of everybody and everywhere. And like, mm -hmm. I think that Venezuela and the DR, like both being like on the Caribbean, but like there's, um, we shared a lot of media right. in the 80s and the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like at least in Venezuela, like I don't know of like where like Merengue stood in the rest of the world, but like I feel like in Minnesota, it's sort of like at least as long as I've been around, um, always been part of the culture. 
Um, but, um, but yeah, so to me, this is just like, was in the water that I swam in. It was everywhere. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I like this song. This is, this is a classic to me. Yeah. And for me, like I, you know, I, I have a strong connection to the music that I was heard as a child and like that was around me as a child and including this. I mean, my father listened to Juan Luis Guerra for sure. Um, but I barely made a connection between this music and the music that I fell in kind of love with in like the last 10 years um, of Dominican bachata. You know, like I didn't even really make like an association musically because it's just so different to me, you know? So it's like I don't connect to it in the same way that I do mm-hmm. salsa or other stuff that, that I grew up listening to. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting how... Yeah, that, that there's clearly bachata elements in these songs, but it's just such a departure from what most other people were doing in the genre. And now there's, like, more bachata that has, like, some of the same romantic kind of intonations that this stuff has, which I think was part of mm-hmm. the departure. But even just, like, musically, I think some of it's about the, how fast or slow it is and what he's doing with the instrumentation. It just feels, like, so different to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's, which one do you want to talk about next? So the next song that I wanted to bring is the title track, Bachata Rosa. Let's take a listen. Te regalo una rosa La encontré en el camino solo vestido no, no lo sé si la riega el verano o se embriaga de olvido si alguna vez fue amada o tiene amor escondido ay, 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 ay amor eres la rosa que me da So to me, this is like the kind of song where if I was at a Juan Luis Guerra concert, this is where the lighters go up, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. The slow sway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, like, this is, it is also like a very sexual song in mm-hmm. some ways, right? Um, but it's also like very romantic sing-along Um classic again and it's the title track it i think was um was very popular when it came out i've heard it my what it feels like my whole life you know mm-hmm. um and so uh, i if i was the kind of person that listened to lyrics extensively i would probably know all the words i don't know mm-hmm. all the words i don't know any words to any songs um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very few but um 
But yeah, I'm, I can guarantee you, for example, that my sister Catherine knows all the words yeah. to this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, it's funny, I'm in Miami right now visiting family, and so I'm just like, I can imagine me being like six years old and like driving around Coral Gables and this is coming on the radio, you know? Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so yeah, slow. It's very like sweet. It's very sweet. And yes, yeah. it is very slow. I don't know how you, I'm like trying to imagine dancing bachata to this, and I'm like, it's not easy, you know, because it's so slow. Um, not that there isn't, you know, there's a lot of rhythmic diversity in bachata. You can go from very fast to very slow, but mm-hmm. this feels hard. I feel like it's more of like a swaying song than a bachata song, you know. But I, <laughs> I see the, you know, I, it's, it's about the time signature, right, and all these different things that make it kind of part of the genre. Not the time yeah, signature. Yeah, though. I could definitely dance to this. I like a slow... I like a, I think like a slow bachata. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not able to keep up with the bachata moves. I feel like bachata dancing changed during my lifetime when I was not doing a lot of Latin dancing. Like when I was like 18 years old, I was like in the clubs every week, um, <laughs> doing like you know like dancing salsa, everything, bachata, everything, and then. I stopped for a long time and in the interim like bachata dance has evolved in and like has left me in the dust so this feels a lot more accessible to me <laughs> right now yeah. I I like I just keep it really basic and don't even try you know I'm just like if I can stay on time and like do my you know I've done more classes and stuff in bachata in recent years but um, but I just keep it really basic and that feels fine to me you know yeah yeah but yeah such a classic and i and now i'm i'm kicking myself that i didn't listen to the cold play version of this because i cannot even picture it so after we stop recording i'm gonna have to go find it yeah we're gonna, I'm gonna just have like, to find that too because what that's, even yeah. what even is Google this which one of them is dating a latina because <laughs> how else are they gonna yeah i mean i think you're right how else are they coming yeah. across this i like not that there's not a million ways to come across this but like i just don't see Coldplay, you know like a googling whether that the next classics from the 90s yeah are, it you feels know? very maybe random. I'm wrong it's very random. maybe i'm wrong yeah who knows maybe there's a bachata head in Coldplay. <laughs> i can't say i haven't followed them <laughs> ever yeah yeah seems far-fetched but who knows can't say i know a ton about Coldplay. no nothing are they like are they christian rock i can't really keep track of who's who. <laughs> um i think i'm thinking of somebody else nickelback or something i don't know um okay so what's the last song you want to talk about for the main segment so the last song that i want to talk about is the last album or the last record on the album which is called acompañame civil it feels very different from the rest of the songs both sonically and thematically so i wanted to talk about it let's take a listen
So, like many of the songs on this album, this is a merengue, but I think the vocals sound really different to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, and like the instrumentation is a little bit different too. It's like a little bit more like rocky, I think, influenced than some of the other tracks, which is the other merengue tracks, like they're all sort of made pop in different ways, like what the definition of pop in the 90s was right in different ways Mm -hmm. and this sort of goes in like a little bit more of like a rock direction which is super interesting Mm -hmm. but what i think is um the most interesting thing to talk about in the song is the themes of the lyrics where you know this is a album full of love songs and this ends on a track about like the police state and um the cops abusing their authority and taking bribes and um just being generally corrupt and so i think that's so interesting um like a very fascinating choice and um you know that tracks a little bit with i think at the time um Juanis Guerra wasn't necessarily shy about making political statements um, about DR and about um, Latin America. And so, um, yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting and fascinating choice to me to put this, um, to include this and end on this note. Yeah. I don't think I had ever heard this song before we did this work on this album. Like, it's definitely not one that I was familiar with. Um, And I imagine that, yeah, the political... I feel like the political themes are never as popular as the romantic themes in this arena. Um, but yeah, I yeah, mean, it's still I mean, super relevant. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I don't think it was marketed as a single, so um, right. that's. Also, yeah. I think that's probably why it wasn't, you know, played on the radio. And I think it's probably on purpose. You know, I don't know that a song about um, police corruption <laughs> um, is what he wanted to put out there as a single but it's there and it's i think a a really you know like an interesting call to um call to action for young people listening Mm -hmm. to this album in the dominican republic and something that most people probably at the time were familiar with um being stopped by the police and being like okay well you can you can go to jail or you can give me some money and forget about me like what's good you choose you know and then that choice being up to whether you have the money to spare or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which is just true all up and down the way our social political system works, you know? People with money get away yeah. with whatever they want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very common. I definitely remember being in those kinds of situations in Latin America um, with the police officers. And um, yeah, very, very common. I think something that most folks at the time and maybe still can relate to. For sure. Okay, well, thanks so much for listening, folks. Hope you enjoyed this deep dive into this classic 90s album. Yeah, Juan Luis Guerra, as we talked about last week, if you haven't heard our episode last week, Lost to Jesus, (laughs) about (laughs) artists who converted um, to... Christianity mostly right mm-hmm. um, but um, he he also did that but it continues to tour and continues to to record sometimes Christian music but um, yeah this one will forever be a classic and wildly influential to I feel like where would Aventura be today without this you mm-hmm. know like where would 
Um, I mean, I don't know if I would have, you know, like we would have known bachata enough to like go back and look up, you know, some of like the original like creators. So in that sense, you know, like it is really unfortunate that like a lot of times the industry requires like a white man to like make something more palatable that many, many people um, have been doing before for a very long time and possibly yeah. better. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, um, it's just a reality. There is something <laughs> to be said about the fact that, like, this put bachata and other Dominican and merengue, right, like, on a different playing level, um, in the world mm -hmm. in terms of visibility. And, um, if you have the you know like the time and the desire like can lead you down a path of um listening to the music of some of the originators of these genres so um i'm i'm thankful for that yeah for sure as always all the information about these songs is in our show notes at rallymenea.com and make sure you're following us on instagram twitter and we have a little newsletter on friday so you can sign up for also in the link in our bio Thank you all for listening, y'all. Hasta la próxima. Thanks, Maite, for editing. See you next week.